pickaxe. Welcome to Extended Rest for the month of July. <laughs> We're going to be talking about episodes 39, 40, and 41. Uh, if you're joining us live on Twitch uh, and you're not saying anything in the chat, hi, everybody out there. If you listen to this uh, pre-recorded, then hang out with us in the chat because we talk about inane, stupid things. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I'm Jason. I'm normally the Dungeon Master. Let's go around the table and introduce everybody. Let's start with Lisa. Hey, I'm Lisa, and I play Ellarath Beastinger on Group C. And Jameson. Hey, it's Jameson. I play Larg on Group B. And Susan. It's so cool. I know which order you're going in this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Susan, and I play Maddie Riowin, the human cleric on Group A. And Jasper. Uh, I also play a human cleric named Merrick Ethelred. Wait, do you follow a monitor? <laughs> I may follow a monitor and or really don't think he exists still or something. <laughs> Everybody's favorite agnostic cleric. <laughs> agnostic cleric. It's a new it's a new class. Agnostic cleric. And Bree. Hi, I'm Brianna Marie, and I play Clara Rothdale, the half drow fighter from group C. That one. There you go. That was my hesitation too. I was like, which group am I in? <laughs> yeah, I'm group C too, aren't I? Maybe, I don't know. Yes. I don't pay that much attention. I don't either. I, I didn't know whether to keep the joke going, and then I just no, decided, no, nah, it's fine. <laughs> One day you're actually going to think I hate you, and I don't want that. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about Group A first today, because uh, they're in episode 39, Leave It Alone. I I was talking to Bree earlier today, and Susan, I felt bad for you, <laughs> because when we sat down to record... After this particular episode, I could tell you had reached your limit for ball busting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that, like if you if you could kind of hear it in audio sometimes where you can't read someone's face, but like, you, you know, you, the, the first couple of jabs of like, oh, Maddie just fires first and asks questions later. Oh, if Maddie doesn't go crazy, the first couple you take in good stride and it's like, oh, teehee. And then the second, the, the, the you know, the, the second couple, it's like, okay, okay. And then eventually you're like, I did have reasons. Like, I could tell you were getting just a little <laughs> upset. I think I know what you're talking about. But, okay, I can't talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, it came up because we were talking about how everyone has, like, that ball-busting limit. And even, like, between, like, Jason and I had to have a conversation yeah. about how a limit had been crossed. Um between two friends like we're best friends and we can talk about that and then that led into like all the other times limits had been crossed and that one came up like in my case it was pseudo plant and not if you know what i'm talking about uh, okay 
there the things coming up where I knew that I would explain, but I didn't know how much I would explain. Right. Uh, yep. So it was just more, there's a reason for it. Don't like, I'm not crazy. Like that kind of. Right. Right. Okay. Don't label my character that way before I'm able to establish why. Yes. I remember Jamie had a little bit of that with the, um, with the Rose situation where she yeah. was, like people were already in the chat calling her character like a bitch and a child and she was getting frustrated because she was like there's a reason and it's not even the end of the episode yet guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and Maddie doesn't want to put anybody in danger so she would have a huge reaction to putting all her friends in danger so I, I think it's one of the worst things where you know that there's a reason for you acting a certain way and you just know that it would be weird to come out of nowhere and announce why. Yeah. So it has to – you just got to – it's like, well, I guess we'll get to it eventually. But in the meantime, it, it either makes you look crazy or rash or like – In the meantime, like, I'll attack without provocation and you guys won't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that silly? Don't mind me, stinker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about this incident because uh, episode 39 is pretty much a battle episode, which is not what I thought it was going to be when we started episode 39. Uh, No, hey, it happens. Like, I'm I'm glad we got to it because it's 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 part of Maddie's character. Uh, So group A is heading toward Aubrey. Right, and heading from Aubrey to the west is a group of travelers. There's a guy with a uh, there's a guy with this raspy voice uh, uh, driving a wagon uh, west, and he has a group of shield hands with him. In the back of this wagon, uh, it is a tarp covering essentially a cage with a couple of tails sticking out of it. So, uh, group members start noticing. That there's tails stick. I, 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 who was it? Maddie who noticed first, or was it Donovan? It was Donovan and Masoka. Okay. Maddie was actually like the last one to notice. Oh, okay. Do you think I that would have been different if Maddie noticed first? <laughs> what happened probably would just happen sooner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is Jasper yeah. making a cake in the car? No, but Anna is is making. I'm guessing a soup of some kind. Right now, it's actually the the exact thing that Brie has been trying to make the noise of. Oh, the squishy the of potatoes. Yeah, but it's more like <laughs> like that. <laughs> Look, I could turn up the gain, and I haven't. So let's. <laughs> yeah, please don't. That's let's... true. Here, wait, watch this. Hey, oh. uh, say hi. Hi. That's hi, that was yeah. Hello, Anna. Hi, Anna. Can't hear anybody. Well, here. <laughs> oh, here. Hi, everybody. Hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. Hey. She just brought me uh, those mashed potatoes I was talking about. So thank you. Yummy. And, yummy. And, and I like, potatoes. And like mushrooms with tomatoes and stuff. Anyway, let's talk about. But like the mashed potatoes, though, that sounds good. So <laughs> that cancels out the gross power, the gross sounding part. So that's good. Yeah. Thank you, I actually Anna. like mushrooms. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your dragons or whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's exactly what happened. She was like, so what's going on? What, what's happening with the DNR? And I started telling her. She's like, nerd. <laughs> and she dumped your books. It's terrible. <laughs> she took my backpack and dumped Honest it out. a bully. She's really small, but she's a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Shoved me in a locker. I can confirm that. She's, she's yeah. a bully. We bought a locker just so she could do that to me. <laughs> There's like no room in the apartment, but no, we made room no. <laughs> for the locker. So we covered this briefly, but once it was established that there could be, at the time it was could be, this this could have, uh, the, 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 the dice could have been different, uh, but uh, there could be slaves in the back of this wagon, Maddie fires a shot at uh, the lead shield hand, and there's a big fight. Uh, I would say some members of Group A uh, get a little more torn up than others. Amvin took a, took a, took a nasty hit. Like all of them, but Aster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Asper... Asper. Aster kind of <laughs> got out completely unscathed, and we, we kind of... We talked about that at the beginning of the next session. Do okay. Let me ask you a question. This is not to make you feel guilty because I appreciate you making character decisions. I love it. Um, that's what Maddie would do. I'm not broken, Jason. <laughs> I know you. I know you're not. Um, like I said, I appreciate the not meta gaming. You didn't. You didn't size up these people, and it's like I know I could take them. You just went pew, and you just ran in. What if Amvin had died? Because <sighs> meta wise. <sighs> okay, in-game, Amvin is a very studious, bookwormy type of person, and he's frail, for lack of a better term. Uh, powerful mage, you know, the the just kind of scangly, I, I, I picture. And then meta-wise, he has 14 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Amvin um, is literally a hemophiliac baby. Just a room filled with swords. Like, that's... I think he's the definition of glass cannon. Yes. That, yeah, that would do it. Wow. That's... I like... That's a good name for a band. <laughs> uh, glass cannon or hemophiliac baby? Both. It depends on the genre, but yeah. <laughs> Ooh, gla- uh, hem- hemophiliac baby opening for glass cannon. There. there we go. I love it. Nice. <laughs> there, there's a new t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddie would have gone into rage mode initially, and then after everything happened, whether that was everyone around her dying or her killing everybody, then it would be like, what did I do? For groups B and C, do you guys feel like <clears throat> there's a member of your team that would that would do something similar? Yes. Yes? Yes. Yes. Are you the member of that team? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like myself and um, Zach's character. Yeah, I feel like we would both do that. Yep. <laughs> Feels I right. I agree with that. I agree with that. And then Clara <laughs> and Merrick would just be helpless in the background, like, "Wait, we should make a plan." Oh, let's, let's and talk about like, this. Don't take hour. me in there. I'm just in your backpack. 
Diplomacy. Oh. <laughs> was there was there any point during the fight where you you thought that maybe this was taking a turn south, or did you pretty much figure it's like oh we got this in hand? No. Okay. Second or third time, Maddie had to revive uh, uh, Donovan. <laughs> oh yeah. How many times did he come back up? Was it four? <laughs> uh, I don't think it was quite that many, because we set a record in another one of the episodes we're going to be talking about. <laughs> but it was at <clears throat> least three. Cause... It was a lot. Yeah. There was a point where I say, oh, man, what if they were transporting uh, prisoners? That's when I realized, oh, shit, I don't want to kill everybody. <laughs> oh, Okay. That was my way of going, oh, shit, what did I do? But (laughs) (laughs) had to. Had to, man. There's reasons. So after the fight, speaking of which, you you did let a couple of people go. You kept the wagon driver because he was kind of the mastermind behind this, it looks to be. But you, 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 you basically untied... The prisoners, and you let two of the shield hands go, the the, the ones that were made, uh, remained. Do you feel good about that? Do you, do you, is that something Maddie would feel good about? This is when I got, I knew Maddie had a cool off, and I got just a teensy bit meta, because I was like, I can't make this the Maddie show the entire episode. So I made her walk away. But at the same time, it made sense. She wanted to cool down after putting her friends in danger. Right. But I wanted other people to make decisions. That's actually that. That's actually a good question. Um, and I guess this is for everyone on the panel here. Do you feel like that's something you've done in this arc specifically? Where you feel like your character's gotten too much spotlight in an episode, so you pull back? Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Hmm. I think we're all very conscious of that, like, juggling the spotlight mm-hmm. thing. Because no yeah. one wants to be the person who wouldn't shut up for an entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> no. <sighs> yeah, I think, I think that's part of the part of the game, especially whenever... Because we're, we're not just playing D&D, D&D right? We're, we're playing... Knowing that there are going to be people listening to this, knowing that the edit, the edit is going to happen, um, to sort of cut it all down. So we, we, I feel like anyway, and I imagine everybody else does, that we have a responsibility to, to not just like railroad everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, like if I feel like, and I do this all the time. I know this is probably true, and probably everybody would, probably would, um, tell me how much this happens more than I realize, but. I probably will start talking too much and be more like the Merrick things happening, the Merrick things happening. And then I'll realize it. And then I'll be like, I'm backing off. So <laughs> I, I, I should stop talking now. So that happens for sure. Yeah. Just like, is, it, just like it just did. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that you feel is like, um, is it something, and again, this to everybody, is it something you feel like you've, is it a talent you've developed over time or is it just something is okay. Is it more something in your head that you can measure or is it a group thing where 
you know right up to the line where to push things and then back off. Because you want... Like, okay, let's say that there's a moment like uh, like we had on Group B recently uh, where a character is talking, you know, about their, their backstory or something or a personal experience. And obviously they know they want to pull a trigger on on a story beat and they go, okay, this is why I do these things. And this is how I, I feel. Right. And they, and, and like, let's, it's Karen. So Karen starts talking and as Callie pushes that moment as far as she thinks it should go and then backs off, you don't want to push too far because then you've been talking for 30 minutes, but you want to get the, all your thoughts out there so that it isn't like half a moment, you know, it, it feels complete. Is that something that you guys feel like you've devo- developed over time? Is it more of a group thing or is it more just something in your head? I think it's a comfortable thing too. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely a thing you gauge and you figure out the more you go on, but it's also, you have to be, you have to know your place on the show. I know that sounds weird, but you have to know like, oh, okay, I'm I'm in this, so now I can do this. So you have to, like, think about all our <clears throat> early episodes. None of us talked very much. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, like, once you get comfortable with your group, too, you can almost kind of read off of, like, the other people and you can think, I think this is where this person would want to come in. So you're like, okay, and all right, cool. Your turn, and you just kind of like shift, and it's like a dance almost. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. And there are certain characters that take care of like certain situations and things like that. That's so you true. even yeah. kind of know who to tag in sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like at the end of whatever you're doing, you can be like, and Lisa, like. Yeah, <laughs> kind of give them the headway in, which is mm-hmm. really helpful. Like, I look towards this character, because you know that's who would be talking next. Like, that's right. how you end it. Yeah. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. that's right. Okay, okay. I, I, I wonder about that sometimes, because it's... <clears throat> that's something I'm worried about when we, when we shifted all the groups around. It's like, oh, are people going to clam up? Because it's like... I imagine, like, if you're an improv or something like that, and you move to a new town or something, and you have a new improv troupe or something, you got to get to know everyone's, like, style and timing yeah. and all that. I imagine it's something yeah. similar. I think um, – I definitely feel like that happened for our, starting in ARC 2, and everybody was sort of shaken up and moved around into different groups. I mean, I definitely felt that because I wasn't used to everybody, and, and I think that's gotten better and better and better. I don't know how everybody else feels, but mm. – I think, yeah, I think that was natural for it to be a little bit like feeling the situation out and feeling, you know, new friendships and new characters and everything. I think there's, I think that's, like I said, it's natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So the next episode of Group A, we're going to talk about some of the fallout from this. And um, <clears throat> this was definitely a tense situation just because, sure. oh, my God. <laughs> Alexa, shut up. Hi, Alexa. <laughs> Ask her how many days until Dragon Con. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new thing where Alexa just is like, it's like, oh, I'm in this now. So she's part of the show now, right? <sighs> Which group is she going to be on? I love her. Dislike her. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 Anywho, yeah, we're going to talk about all the fallout from this because it was it, we, we, like one minute we're traveling down the road and then the next it's like, okay, well, we're, I guess this is the fight. And then it got, we, we had just advanced in the evening enough. It's like, well, I don't think we're going to get too much further down the road. So yeah, exactly. it gets real tense real fast. It does. I just want to say, I, I really can't wait to hear group A and Aubrey. And I think that's going to be fantastic. Can't wait. That last Great. episode, like I, it was so delicious for me. I was just like, yes. <laughs> I was enjoying it so much. Cause I was like cleaning and packing and I was like, Oh my God. I apologize in advance, guys. <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was good. I think it's it may probably be too much. What, it, it's what needed to happen. That's ominous. <laughs> okay, on to the next episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of the next episode, episode 40 of our two, No Good Deed. Uh, we're talking about Group C now, speaking of setting records. Uh <laughs> And fights. Holy shit. Um, yeah. I'm oh, still man. reeling. I'm reeling. From oh, it. gosh. I, yep. I, I really want to dig into this for you guys, because that was, uh, I think, I, I you know what? I, I would say that is the most tense fight, definitely, of Arc 2 so far. Yeah. Yeah. It so. was a nightmare. Like, I don't know what we got into. Like, we've been into a couple of things where it was like, hey, let me go check out this wagon. And all of a sudden, we're like, like ugh. Right. Again, a big fight. This was like hardcore. It was like scary. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's talk about before. Before let because there's some there's some nice stuff that happened before before we get to the knolls. Let's talk about mm-hmm. uh let's talk Biggin. about the tomb of Biggin. Yep, we're gonna talk about Biggin. Um but uh before that you guys Wow. Have... I'm sorry, I just read it. um so you guys had a conversation about the empty box the the lack of sword in your life um and i wanted to talk to you guys uh, the the whole panel i guess but is this something that you do you look at these people like uh like a nemesis or like a or just a thing in the distant future, maybe that you might tackle. Is this a is this a new goal for you to catch up with these people? Um, I think it'll be like a no, another fun thing to be like, kind of like a secondary mission. Just be like, if we go to a new place, hey, by the way, have you ever heard of this? Right. Because I want to talk to them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's a destination so much as, like, well, if we ever hear about them again. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I think at the end of the day, most of the group is like, well, yeah, they did get to it first. So it's Mm -hmm. not as, like, we don't feel like we had more of a right to it than they did. Oh. If anything, I think the thing That's what I was going to say. It sounded like Merrick definitely felt like you guys had a right to it. (laughs) Well... I mean, Merrick is not. Certainly, he doesn't think that you had a that not you that everybody here had a right to it, right? Like we were entitled to it. But remember, like they walked in, it's like pouring rain. They walk in, people fall. Uh, Merrick and whoever, everybody's like falling into pits and like going into rooms with skeletons <laughs> and and like shadows and all sorts of things, like trying to attack us and kill us. And and it was like it was it was a dungeon crawl and it was a it was like a trap filled dungeon. 
And we're funny. like hanging out thinking this is going to be pretty cool. And some cool stuff happened. Like um, Clara got some cool uh, magic, right? The ring and everything. And whatever. The point is, is that you get to this final thing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, I'm realizing that this is not Merrick, is it? It's really me. It's not. Um, the line the is so is, thin at times. Or you have no earthly idea. But that is, that's true. Um, but yeah, to get to this point and it's like, okay, here's the final biggie and you get it and there's a note and it's like long pause and then the, the feeling, you know, like usually feelings are like happy and sad and upset. This feeling is motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because of entitlement and it's not because how dare they get this. It's after all of that universe, really? So right. I think Merrick is, is – that's his feeling. That's my feeling, but that's definitely Merrick's feeling. And it's not a nemesis type of issue. It's more like a, you know, go to a big city. You're in, a, in the bar and you take care of the big old thing and then it, and, and sort of the, the conversation dies down. And then you say, hey, uh, new person, uh, by the way, have you ever yeah. heard of uh, the Royals? Just right. to see if they're in town because I had – you know. I feel like Clara's feelings on the whole thing is just like she wants to go up to the royals and be like, "Why the fuck did you set the traps back up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> why did you fucking exactly. set the dick traps move. back up? Yeah, that's the dick move for me. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you let someone else die for nothing? But I think there's a chance that they just went around all of the traps in such a way. But maybe. Well, all I know is. I, I think Merrick, just for his own personal pride, would want to – if he found the royals, he would not want to hurt anybody or even to let them know that he existed. He would find a way to take that sword if he could find ah. it, possibly find it. Just, yeah, to be like, just to be able to hold it up and put it in that box and be like, ha, motherfucker. <laughs> for me, that's, that was my favorite part of the, the whole episode. And I, I've listened to it twice now. I laughed both times is, is the <laughs> long pause and then, and then Merrick just goes – I don't even want the sword. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's absolutely perfect. Just like a like a petulant person. Like just trying what? to. I didn't even want it. Just trying to convince himself. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's the um? Because you're 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 an old school gamer, Jasper. Yeah. Do you think that's the um? There's a bit of a contract, right? It's like, okay, I'll do the yes. dungeon crawl, and I'll do uh -huh. the traps, yep. but there's the big prize at the end, and I won it. The chalice, the sword, the yes. ancient artifact, the, and it's 100%. mine. Okay. That's yeah, 100%. Now, okay. you could have, Massey, you could have <laughs> had the sword there, and somebody picks it up, and you know what? It's an intelligent sword, or it's cursed, and mm -hmm. we have to deal with that kind of stuff, but we'd have the sword. Right now, this is personal. Almost this like is not about yeah. this is not Merrick and and Theria. This is this is Jasper and Jason. Oh, okay. So it's not about the royals, it's about <laughs> me and what you're gonna do to me when we go to Atlanta. Okay. Well, uh chat room full of witnesses, if I don't come back from Georgia <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, there's a fifty fifty chance from coming back from Georgia in any case. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh well we're gonna see we had a we had a chat in the discord today oh, um yeah. about uh, essentially npcs and how there haven't been too many 
it was kind of posed like this, that there haven't been too many memorable NPCs or memorable NPC reaction or uh, interactions. Mm. And I get compared to arc one, because you got your Breeze and your Valises and your Liars and your Pose and all this stuff. I do think we've had some pretty good interactions this arc, but by 40 episodes in, I think there was a, a bigger story that characters got swept up into in arc one. And I kind of like that we're not doing that in arc two. I like that you guys are free to go wherever you want. Uh, but I do think as you guys move around the world, we will see characters like, okay, if you guys do interact with the Royals or like you interacted with Poe and uh, we met Tamara and Grayson and Decky and the, and the, and the forest, and all that good stuff. Um, I, 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 especially when you guys get to go to towns and cities and just hang out, which I think all three groups are doing. Uh, in the next sit down anyway. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, what do you guys feel? I'm pumped. I can't wait for everybody to hear the next episode too. If they, if they want to talk about NPCs, there's some good ones. You know what I think that might also come from is a lot of the early on arc one NPCs, were kind of necessary because there wasn't a lot of hardcore role players on Luke One. Yeah, so they, they facilitated kind of, the story. Right, there would Good have point. Yeah, our groups typically tend to go out and seek the story because we're all role players who have been doing it for a very long time. With Group One specifically, they would have meandered forever. Like, mm-hmm. and the same with Group Two, even with like the roll for bacon joke and all of that. Like, I feel like. <laughs> There needed to be NPCs in the group to point to the like the world to make them leave the world and things right. like that and go out and do stuff. Um, so that's how. And then also, I think a lot of people in Arc One specifically uh, liked going out and finding NPCs. I know I did. Like every time we ran into an inter- interesting NPC, I was like, "Hey, what if what if Drac joined the group? Like, what?" Did they- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That sounds fun, and then it wouldn't be fun, like, two seconds. I feel like it would have been even extra fun because of that, but, you know, I want, I want the adventures of Drac. I want just yeah. just that. I still want Drac on the party. Maybe I'll have a better chance of getting him on the show now that I'm not a child, um, if he's around. Because <laughs> um, he definitely didn't like kids, so it would have been hard for Thantos to convince him. He didn't like anyone, and it's a real tough character to play, because it's like, man, I'm being an asshole right now, and it's 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 really <laughs> tough to play. I vaguely remember having a conversation with you recently where you said that you like playing assholes because it means you get to be an asshole. <laughs> I there's look, there's always there's always a part of you that for brief periods of time it's like that's a neat muscle to flex cuz like I don't think of myself as an asshole in real life depends on who you ask. But I like it's it's a fun it's a fun hat to put on for a few minutes and then it's like okay let's put that back on you know on the shelf and we'll come back to it but if 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 a guy like that were in a party, whew, yeah, it's like it's like a pinch of salt is nice and then it's, you know <laughs> I feel like I feel like it would be great. I mean, it might be. I feel it like it'd be, be the best. It'd be the best thing for all the groups. I don't so know. we could be on every group. That's what we'll do. Yes. Three Drax across each group. <laughs> yes. And I mean three, four each group, so there would be nine Drax all together. Oh, my oh goodness. My <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make it happen. 
<laughs> you guys want to talk the about the new Patreon group is just all Drax. It's all Drax. <laughs> Welcome to Drax a... and Randomness. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a fun like everyone like a Warforged group like an all. Oh, God. Just everybody, everybody play your biggest Kenny asshole and, character. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like different flavors of asshole. Like that sounds terrible. That never this mind. one's a garlic asshole. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no we vampires up in here. I think everybody <laughs> took a moment to imagine. You're welcome. Uh, gross. Oh no. <laughs> Can we? Okay. Uh, now, you... here's the thing. Is that just the natural scent, or did you put something in there to make it? You'll never know. <laughs> Unless you get up Italian in there. Food. Just... Give me an investigation check. Uh, investigation check. <laughs> no, dungeoneering. Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Dashiks asks, can we have Artemis on Group C? No. Why not? No, thank you. <laughs> okay, here's the um. It'd be great, so, but I could never talk to him. I'm just like, no. Everyone knows that I've defended Trent since day one, right? <sighs> because Trent is—I get a vibe from Trent that like he's just learning from the people he's surrounded by, and he's just trying to impress people, and he's actually a good kid deep down. Okay. I don't get that from Artemis. I feel like <laughs> Artemis is the way Artemis is going to be for a long time. Like it's, It would be hard to teach him a lesson about how to treat other people. So, no. Do you think I there's a character on the show group... who would take it upon themselves? I'm just saying, Group A is in mm. town. Mm. Uh, Maddie? Yeah. I was going to say Maddie Donovan. Said. Donovan? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I can see you him taking they, Artemis. They have different teaching styles, but I think that they both would try to make Artemis a better person. Here, here, here's my Susan question. usually gets elected. <laughs> here's my question on live air. Because Maddie grew up in Aubrey, would Artemis still hit on her, even though he probably knew her when she was a kid? Because that's gross. Well, okay, I guess that depends, right? Like, because I picture Artemis as in his mid-30s. Okay. So, like, it's not like he's super old coming right. up. Right. You know so he I mean? was a kid when you were a kid, so it's not as creepy. <laughs> but yeah. Maddie's 10 years younger than him still. Plus, it's fantasy oh. rules, man. So, like, think of it this way. Everyone's age gap is different anyway. You know, halflings and humans and elves so, and dwarves. It's all so different. So you're just trying to justify how creepy he is going to be. I don't have to justify Artemis's creepiness. <laughs> it justifies itself. I'm just <laughs> Though I do feel bad because I think it depends on who Artemis interacts with and how. Because I feel, I, I feel like you got it real bad in Arc One as Arilov. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and- I think that in that situation, it's like they needed Artemis to do a job. So mm-hmm. it was a, a different situation. Whereas if they just went there to like shop, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, and- I'd also like to see Artemis try to hit on someone like who is flirty in general. Like Arla right. clearly wasn't. Arla was not that type of girl. But like no, maybe sure. like Tatiana would play Ooh, into yeah. it. And we'd get oh. to see Artemis like in his game. Oh. And maybe... 
when he's actually flirting with people who are reciprocating that, he's not as creepy. It's actually just like light teasing flirting. Right. But because he keeps accidentally flirting or purposefully, however you want to put it, like he keeps (laughs) flirting with people who are not interested and don't like to be flirty. Maybe that's why he comes across as creepy. I don't know. I just know I defend Trent a thousand times more than Artemis. (laughs) Because Trent is adorable, and he just needs someone to take him in and, like, teach him how to be a better person. So he's just just hanging out with a bad crowd. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) Trent's dead. Trent got dead in that closet. There's no way he's going out of there. Didn't Artemis talk to Ingrid back in, like, the first few episodes of Group 4? And, and she flirting? kind of flirted. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they've kind of flirted back bit. and forth. And it was less. You're right. It was less creepy, but still. Well, it's always OK. Here's the thing. It's always less creepy when both people are on board. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to be one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's one person chasing the other, like a fucking Pepe Le Pew-esque character. Yeah. It's always going to be a little creepy. Yeah. It was still weird, though. We were like, I was like. <laughs> right. And I, I mean. I I look forward to a game of roleplay chicken one day where Gosh. <laughs> you know how that ends. I know. It ends with can you accept this? I yes, know. exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a while, man. Just... But who's gonna say that? Artemis or Tatiana? Mm. We'll find out. <laughs> how big's a discount? That's the thing. It's just... I'm sure um, strap ons exist in Theria. Someone's thought about it. And it's called the discount. (laughs) (laughs) It's a plus two weapon. It's, uh... (laughs) Let's talk about two lovely gnomes taking a mammoth named Biggin back to Talor. Um, Biggin. The uh, the group runs into these two having a a bit of a trouble with their runaway mammoth. Um, I'm real glad you guys didn't end up fighting the mammoth. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. It was just a, it was just like a fun moment. Yeah, it's a like, slice of life thing. Nowhere, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like I said, fun. I've been waiting to get back to the mammoth stuff for years. Like <laughs> anything that shows up in the world, I don't like it to just disappear. Because, like, obviously mammoths aren't everywhere because you, you haven't seen one since, like, 2013, something like that. Yeah. But I wanted to explain. It's like, no, 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 they're they're there, but they aren't native. <laughs> they were, like, kidnapped, basically, and taken. Um. So, yeah, they, they were very nice. You you helped them. You helped them get their mammoth under control. You you had a little ride. And Gripsy <laughs> uh, promised to meet back up with them. That was that was just and, fun. And that's where the episode ended. It was a great episode. It was great episode. amazing. It's a, and that's so a much fun. fun. <laughs> Nobody burned alive or almost oh. died. It was so much fun. I was so pumped as soon as you said mammoth. I was like, I want to ride it. I want to ride that. You mammoth. did. You were you were on board. <laughs> like I was like typing the chat. I was like, board. I want to ride that mammoth. I was uh... like Snapchatting Karen. I was like, I'm gonna ride a fucking mammoth. And she's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> what? How? Where? There was no context behind it either. She was like, oh, You do you? I guess. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <sighs> 
All right, let's let's talk about the uh, uh <laughs> ironically not the elephant in the room. Let's, <laughs> let's oh, talk no. about gnolls. So, a group of gnolls uh, in in uh, in the moors here are burning people at the stake, just literally burning them at the stake like an outdoor barbecue, and uh, the group trying to do the right thing rides in to save these people because that is a that's that's a horrific way to die, right? So, uh, something I don't believe we did. I don't think we did, but we didn't like. Did we do screams, Bree? Oh, jeez. I did not put screams in. I don't Excellent. think. Okay, yeah. I don't, yeah. That's one of those things I think it was brought up, but it's like, is that too much? Is that, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that is, that's something I imagine, like the the sounds of people in agony screaming in the this field and just, yeah, that's got to be a terrible way to die. So, Group C rides in to stop these gnolls. And how would you describe what happened next? Hmm. <laughs> Perfect. That's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty close. Yeah, that was um no fun. We, we can all agree the MVP of this episode is is Ephany, right? Like yes. This... yes. Okay. Yeah. See, if no. Jane weren't sleeping at this point every month, we would have had her on, but like she's yeah. so tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that like UK time. That was like it was like she was just going around and just healing everyone, like constantly. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. The totally crazy thing is, we wrapped up that session and Jane, Jane was down on herself. Like, oh man, I should have done more. It's like, are you shitting me? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it weren't for her, I'm, there's no question that Merrick would have just been dead at some point, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I gotta ask, man. Did you did you think you were done, like as Merrick? It's it was really weird. I had this sense of peace around it, tr- truly, <laughs> not because I wanted Merrick to die or anything. I I was just sort of like just I was in the moment, strangely, thinking, well, let's just see what happens here. It, so it didn't hit me like, oh my god, oh my god, like this is really scary. I just thought like, wow, this really could be it. Well, let's find out <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know. I guess I was I was I was just really interested to see how it would play out, and I didn't feel like I needed to do something to try to stop it in some sort of meta way. It was just like, hey, if Merrick dies, then this is how it goes. It was I don't know. It was a weird feeling. This is actually I'm not sure if you I don't think you like re-listened to the episodes you were in, Jasper, but there was a moment where you oh, were wow. like, this could be it. This could be the end of Merrick, and that... I remember saying it. I was ready, like, I set it up so that it started playing the piano music. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) the piano music in the background, and then, like, the roll came up, and it was fine, and then it just went back to the back. And then it went into a ragtime, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was... I got yelled at, and I don't get yelled at often, and it made me very happy. I was like, ha-ha, I did it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was super close. I mean, I re- it really was as close as it's ever come. I don't think Mary's gotten that close ever. Dude, ever, I don't think ever. we've been on the three 
saving roll thing. Yeah, what, like that was what twice that you came down to your last one. Yeah, that was like that was mystical. Like maybe Merrick's gonna be like, you know what? Maybe there isn't a monitor. <laughs> Welcome to the light. <laughs> also, I, I we we talk a lot about the death of it, but uh, the whole wolf out thing. Oh yeah, that yeah. could have changed the entire landscape of the battle. Yeah, yeah. So far, nothing's happened, right? Mm, not yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To clarify, the episode ends with uh, Merrick knocked out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the rest of the party standing around. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what'll happen. Uh, I was, for my part, I was sure Clara was going to die. Like oh, really? I was, I was doing deep breathing exercises. Like, I didn't tell you guys this. Like, I was legit calming, like, doing, like, the deep calming breaths and, like, acceptance and all that bullshit so I wouldn't cry when it happened. Because, oh. <laughs> like, she was down. Merrick was turning. Elrath was running away, which I do not blame her for. Thank so, you. Like, <laughs> so, like, I was like, oh, okay. At least I'll be able to distract Merrick with my corpse and... <laughs> <laughs> And my party might get out safe. Like I was, I was a thousand percent sure that's what was going to happen. Can I? Can I tell you? I had a bad dream the other night. Mm-hmm. That, uh, we were at Dragon Con, and we're doing the panel, and someone's character dies live on stage in front of two hundred people, <laughs> and then they hate me. Like they just like that's just <laughs> the end of it. Like it's just, it's like oh, wow. Okay, I don't like I. I have a very fragile sense of like, (laughs) but like, it's just the, it's, it's like, man, that would suck to have to lose a character in front of like, cause you, you don't get that moment to like compose yourself or anything. You're just there. But but when better, uh, you know, at the same time. Right. Right, I know there's, it's a double edged like sword. Like, I mean, it would, I don't want anyone to die ever, but like, I do want it to mean something if someone does die. We have to set up like a little like um, curtained area for someone oh, to yeah. go and cry in Aww. there so that they can be alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you go to a really like a really shitty place that has like a little curtain for you to change your clothes in the back. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can just change your clothes and cry in the panel room. <laughs> <laughs> so this, can I get a, a size eight? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> You come out looking stunning, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, that was rough, though. Uh, Susan, Jameson, what what were you thinking while you were listening to this? Because I don't think uh, I don't think Group B Group B's had a rough time, but I don't think it's been quite that rough in terms of combat. Yeah, nobody's come that close uh, quite yet. I don't know. I uh, well, I'll say that Bree completely fooled me, and I thought yeah, Merrick was a goner. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was a goner, and I was I was like. So, I, <laughs> so I was, um, I was listening to the episode. It was like eight in the morning, and I was like, um, I was at work, and I completely just stopped working and just kind of sat there and listened through it. And I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, god damn it, no! <laughs> <laughs> but I, now I but wish he was dead. It didn't completely cut the tension though, because the thing I like about um, when when Merrick's in a group is that. It's always there's that 
there's that that constant danger, right? That's, there's a loaded that gun somewhere, and yeah, like it. Yeah, he didn't die. Great, but he might kill everybody now. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah. So it's it's always one extra thing to think about and consider, and considering the makeup of the rest of Group C, like I'm super interested on what happens if he does turn or what happens to prevent him from turning. Like, yeah. I, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, there's one thing. There's, there's one thing accepting. Oh yeah, I'm a werewolf. Somebody's saying that, but when they actually turn, right? Like, what are you? What is going to happen? Like, if he doesn't kill everybody and you knock him out, oh, that's going to be that's going to be an episode. <laughs> well, especially because Elrath has the the history that she has, and who knows yeah. what Avalanche's going to do at any point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't forget, Avalon has just recently been given the the silver dagger. Basically, yeah. mm-hmm. told like just just do it, dude. Yeah, the dude who doesn't know when to stop punching in a bar brawl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I mean, we'll I'm see. fascinated to see what happens. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps us up on episode forty. That was a. It was a tense ass episode, and I I really dig. I know I've said this a dozen times now, but I really dig Five E for combat because that I feel like to get to that moment in Four E, I think a lot of that tension uh, tension would be stripped away because of all the crap that was. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed. Remembering yep. sixteen different cards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. For yeah. level three. Yeah, and areas of effect and all that. Oh, yes! I'm so excited for this episode! (laughs) (laughs) Episode 41 score is a Group B episode where they get to explore the town of Dernholler! And and, uh, all of its inhabitants, or most of its inhabitants. Um, I gotta ask, right off the bat, I know we had reactions in in the episode, but how did it feel to get out of the woods and just be in a town? Uh, yeah, I, I gotta say it was pretty amazing. Like, I don't know. I thought the divide was, was great and all, but <laughs> no, <laughs> right. it was great to, to, uh, for me, it was the, my first episode, not being in constant mortal danger. Exactly. So. <laughs> you joined the episode. You joined the show just outside of Donhurst. Yeah. And then you went through everything in Donhurst, then all the woods and stuff. This is your first, peaceful fucking town to like hang yeah. out in yeah so it was it was great for me i loved it hmm. okay so getting to dern hollow uh you guys interact with the uh the the gatekeeper of, of dern hollow <laughs> <laughs> um little vernon who is still uh, after after the last couple of years, still hanging out in Dern Hollow, still take, takes his job very seriously. Uh, and there's a conversation with I, I believe it's Keldon who asks, "What's his favorite brothel?" And he's eleven, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. <laughs> right, I was editing that one, and I was like, "Did Keldon yeah, but... just seriously ask this eleven-year-old where the best brothel is?" Right, because. At 11 years old, it's hard to choose, you know, yeah, what your right. favorite one's going to be, right? 
They're all the they're all the best. <laughs> Whichever one you're in right then is the best yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. You, choose. <laughs> you haven't gone to enough to figure it out. So and then, like, after that, doesn't he like nudge and wink the kid too? Like in a really weird way. <laughs> or like oh no, it was um do you have to pat us down? And then the kid looks over at the two female people in the party. Yeah. And Colin's like, yeah. use that next time. And it's like, you're, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love I love Ian. That is not the worst thing Colin does in this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, boy. Um, so Lark gets to find out that Ellen's still alive. Yay. So it's not all bad news. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, yeah, that was that's a huge thing off his list for sure. That you know, um, kind of like what we talked about earlier with like making it too much, um, like a one person show. Like I was, I was a little bit leery about it being like, okay, now this is an hour of Larg and Ellen catching up. But I was, I was really glad for the amount of time that they did take to catch up. Well, it was with the group too. Like it wasn't just yeah. you know. Yeah. So I think that takes some of the pressure out of it definitely yeah yeah speaking of that there was a there was a trend that was occurring while uh ellen and lark are catching up and the party is chiming in every once in a while without context (laughs) it sounds like lark is traveling with the most heinous thugs (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, without context, um, it doesn't look good on Group B. <laughs> That's for sure. And I'm, I'm often, I often wonder, like, how, like, okay, history's written by the winners and all that stuff, but, like, uh, stuff like, uh, Tamara and, and, uh, Grayson, obviously, they were, they were through town. And they, they, they kind of dropped off a letter and you, you know, you know where that is. Like the, the, the thing where they're just opening the letter right in front of, <laughs> right in front of Ellen and like, but how do you feel like the story would change if someone was talking about group B to other people? Do you think it would be in a, in a, do, do you think people would side with group B or do you think it'd be in a favorable light? Do you feel like, just since Lark's been on the team, do you feel like you've done more good than harm? I think that Larg is exactly the wrong person to explain what's been going on to, okay. <laughs> to, to anybody who hasn't been privy to it because he, uh, I don't think, I don't know if context is his, is his strong suit. Like it's kind of a very flat. This is what happened. Like these are the, yeah, exactly. Like to him, it makes total sense because he was there, but it's not always going to make sense to, to somebody else. Um, and considering kind of some of the borderline stuff that group B has been up to before and since he's met them, right. um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it always comes off the best, but you know, to, to him, you know, I feel like he presented it in a way that, that made it make sense to him. So, um, Excuse me. Is everyone pretty except? Wow, hold on a second. Woo. 
my presentation went nuts. Um, <gasps> is everyone pretty excited about being in towns for the most part, towns and cities? I mean, Group C has got a little bit to go, but like, I don't see why they, you know, that like we, we talked about it a bit. So is it nice to kind of be off the road or is it just kind of like a rest stop? Um, well, Larg literally worships being off the road. (laughs) 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 So for him being, being out of the city sucks. It just sucks the whole time. And he's, and he does the best he can with it. But, um, like he's elated and he's probably, um, you know, reluctant to leave anytime he has to leave a city. But, uh, it it seems like the the entire group, at least in this one circumstance, um, they're all pretty excited to be finally mm-hmm. back in back in civilization as well. Well, let's talk about what they did with their time in civilization. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the idea of this montage uh, that that you know Larg's like whitewashing fences and like getting cats out of trees and just like help, you know, just, just doing all kinds of good around town, just little things, you know, just helping people out. Meanwhile, everyone else is kind of, at first it starts off with like, Oh, I'm going to perform. So Braylon sets up and he's going to perform and it doesn't exactly go to plan. Uh, I believe he rolls two ones in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the worst luck. And I feel like this arc every time. Well, no, not in in in. Uh, where did you guys play? And it kind of worked out pretty well. In uh, uh, Lock. It was Lockford. Yeah, it was Lockford because they that that was how Ripley got captured and stuff. But that, yes. that worked out pretty well. But I feel like every other time Braylon has went to perform, it like it's been low rolls, and this is the worst of that. Where it's like, okay, yeah, you have the entire week to perform. One, one, and yeah. <laughs> um, ended up owing a hundred gold, so to help pay for that, instead of asking for money, Tatiana, Braylon, and Callie were going to attempt to rob Cherry Blossom Heaven. While that's going on, Colin is freezing cats. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna ask how how does okay how does everyone feel about Calden right now and that do the ends justify the means of what he's trying to do? That's how serial killers start. I don't feel like, here's the thing, I feel like the most, because I saw it in the, uh, I saw it in Discord, and then there were a couple of comments and stuff like that, but like, this was the first time people had a hard time, no one really jumped up and down about the deer, Mm -hmm. and no one really jumped up and down about, but the mouse kind of got like, dude, what are you doing, that type of thing. Because it was squeaky. Exactly. The cat, though, the cat, I I think people go, I have a cat, like, what are you doing, like that that type of thing, it's a much more relatable animal, it was a house cat, it was someone's pet. It was mittens. It was mittens. It was mittens, yeah. yeah. I think it, it, like, it's a totally arbitrary line if you're objective about it, but it's not because it's cats. So right. like, that's a line. It's definitely a line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that 
Like as a listener, I think it's great because I think it's it's a it's a friggin' weird character choice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm on board for it, but like it, it's 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 weird, and I can't wait to see what where it goes because it's it's different than I would have expected. I didn't think you would cross that line so soon. Mm-hmm. My question that's is that's the thing. He could have just waited. He could have just been like, "Oh, I'll wait until we're out of the city, and then go after more wild animals." Yeah, practice or, is practice, more yeah. mice or something. More yeah. mice or anything like that. But he went, "No, I'll kill someone's pet." Specifically, cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm okay. So let's jump down the line here, because obviously the end goal is people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if? What if you're in combat, and even if things are a little dire, what if Calden does that in front of the group? How would they react? How would you guys react if it were your party? Like, imagine gripping someone's head and freezing them to the point where their blood stops moving and they die. It's weird. And is that any different than whipping a fireball at somebody? There was an entire episode of Avatar The Last Airbender that yes! discussed this exact issue, and uh, it didn't come up positive in the, in the Calden camp, let's say. Okay. <laughs> it's not... Bloodbending was not widely accepted throughout uh, the community. This is or the chat, too. How would you guys feel? There's just something about, like, the idea that it's, like, you have them in your hands. It just seems more brutal than like casting a fireball, I guess. Mm. Cause I guess in my mind, like, yeah, it's a fireball, but you could in theory, like dodge. Okay. This, it just seems like it's up close and personal and it's like, fuck you. All and right. Like, on the scale of like one to 10 of how fucked up something is in combat, mm-hmm. hitting someone with your sword is like a one, right? You expect it, you know, it's coming. Controlling someone's mind with mind bending powers, which we don't really have in like we kind of got that got rid of that um, as a concept in arc two, but it was in arc one. That's like a 10, right? Like taking over someone's mind and making them hurt their friends or kill themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a 10. Like dominate, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I feel like ice powers that freeze over people's blood and murders them. That's like a seven. And there's some necromancy and shit between seven and ten. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. like, a seven is probably the most a sorcerer could do. <laughs> well, I think the difference is that there are easier ways to do what you're trying to do. So you're going out of your way to mm. do it in, in, this, in this more difficult, right. harsher, more painful way. And yeah. that says something. And I... And I guess it would depend upon the situations being used in, too. Like, if it was a yeah. moment of desperation where everyone around you has fallen and all you want to do is save your friends, okay, fine, whatever. But, like, to be practicing it on animals, I think that's what ramps up the oh, queasiness of it. It's not even ramp up. That's like an exponential jump. Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah. Like, oh, I'm just, it's oh, it's just a frog. It's like, yeah, you smashed it with a brick. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. The frog didn't know the rules. That t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm seeing in the chat, Jessica says, in combat, no rules in combat. Which, I get that mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden says, uh, for lack of a better term, an inten- uh, unintentional pun, it's very cold-hearted. Vathrak, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know how it's any different than pushing a dagger into someone's heart yeah 
which well i think of it like this if you're say you're in a sword fight with somebody and you stab them with your sword and they die okay Right. If you're in a sword fight with somebody and you go out of your way to not just stab them with the sword and they die, but you like strangle them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like there, or there's like a just lot of stab extra- them over yeah. and over again yeah. until they bleed out. You instead gotta really of care. You gotta or, really care. There's a reason that Vader, like doing the the death grip thing where the guy strangles to death slowly oh, that's is the more force choke Bree. force choke sorry <laughs> i don't care <laughs> star wars is overrated i don't believe that anyway but there's a reason that fucks you up so much more than in every spy movie the russian guy just shooting one of his henchmen because that happens all the time, where it's just like I'm killing this henchman because he did me wrong, versus Vader doing the the force choke. Yeah. It's because the force choke is more personal, it's slower, and it's terrifying way to die. Like you can see the eyes screaming and shit. Um, Steve brought up Brianna, and that's something I was thinking. Like the difference between her punching a hole through somebody and grabbing Cecil's head from both sides and exploding oh, it is if right. there's a visceral difference. Like there yeah. was a much quicker way you could have done that. But you wanted to see the, the 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 fear or something. You wanted to. You wanted to. It was it was it was personal. It was visceral. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aiden, um, or like the halfling in the forest, Decky, uh, who burned his friend while tied exactly. while tied to yeah. a tree. It's a very. It's like you could have stabbed him in his sleep, but you wanted right. to. You know, there's a there's a difference between I have to do this because it's what we do, and you will kill me otherwise. And mm-hmm. I'm doing this slowly and painfully just to fuck with you before yeah. you die, That's just to punish you for getting into a fight with me. And I don't feel I think- like it's something that um, I don't feel like it's something Keldon would have done uh, a few years back. <laughs> Not necessarily, anyway. I think in like this context too, it's not like something that you could just be like, well, it was the heat of the moment in the middle of combat. No. This was like a deliberate choice. And I think for me, that's what the difference is between, you know, like that and like just like stabbing somebody through the heart. Right. Although yeah. the dagger through the heart would be just as brutal if it's like, uh, you know, one of those tense scenes where it's like, again, they're just doing it to make you suffer while you die. Mm-hmm. Just like say hello to somebody or, you know. I don't know. Or like Una's, Una's old idea, like way back in Arc One, like when we first met Una, where it's like I can hurt you and then heal you and yes. then hurt you again. Oh, that's like, super fucked. Yeah, that was so <laughs> fucked. Anyway, but like, I think I'm, I'm just reading this again, and right, it's like I don't know how it's any different than pushing a dagger in someone's heart, and I think that's way different than saying. Just like what you're saying, Jameson, but it's no different than like getting in a fight and somebody gets stabbed with a dagger. It's like when I think of pushing a dagger, I think, oh, you're going to – I'm going to love doing this to you kind <laughs> of feeling yeah, rather yeah. than just like I'm stabbing you because I'm stab, in a fight. Quick stab. Yeah. And then imagine like you take a cat from a street and you're just practicing stabbing. You're not doing it for fighting. You're just practicing. <laughs> oh. Like that's what – Calden's doing. He's practicing yeah. stabbing. He's not doing it on Mavis' friends. <laughs> so will say, though. Which, by the way, good choice of the name Mittens, because now we all know vaguely what that cat looks like. Oh, yeah. It's got yeah. little white mittens. So, there you go. I, I will say, though, that, that I, I love that he has explained at least once his reasoning behind it. 
so that there's like a there's a, a twisted logic to it. It's right. awful, but like yeah. you get why he's doing like he's I'm disregarding it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm hearing but, excuses. Yeah. No, I no, I get that totally. But like I it, it if you never give a reason for it this far into in, into everything, like it'd be one thing and it's still obviously awful, but I like that he's given a reason for it and like he's working towards something like a like a I might have to use this someday for the greater good type thing. And this whole conversation isn't saying, Oh my god, Ian, how can he make oh, these god, character no, choices? No, that's yeah. right. the yeah, thing yeah. is like because there's a point being brought up in the chat right now, and I think that brings us to the larger issue. Uh to Sheik's brings up, I think Calden is working up a suicide strike against the black hand. That justifies whatever he's doing uh the the, the along the way in his mind. That's is like a classic storytelling tool. Like, okay, there is a, there's a nemesis out to get you. There is obviously, the Black Hand is obviously a bad person. Like, it's been very established. Like, the Black Hand will threaten family. The Black Hand will torture. The Black Hand will, will, it, it, it's, uh, if they're, the, the closest thing to evil, I guess, that a person can be. Like, just, just completely directionless, uh, uh, morally, like, that type of thing. Is there a point? whether it be group A, B, or C, is there a point where you should pull back? Or you could sort of become a version of the Black Hand? Like, do the ends justify the means? Is that, is is the kill her by any means necessary, is that route justified, I guess? You know what's fun? Is this is the second time we've heard a character that is typically well liked and funny and fun go completely nuclear against the Black Hand and do something almost irredeemable? Mm. Because Yenward ate hands. That's, now, yes, oh that's my true. god! I and now Ian's becoming a, and now Calden is becoming a serial killer. Separation between character and guys. I'm I'm Ian's gonna... only like kind of a serial killer. That's the thing is, I honestly think uh, this boils down to that. I really think Ian is sick. I think Ian is sick. <laughs> I, I, and we should talk to him. Well, he's I'm worried about him. Get get him help. Dragon what Con. I'm, what I'm kind scared. of friends would we be if we didn't get him help? I'm scared. He'll freeze me. <laughs> <laughs> this is his intervention. <laughs> I think it's like, hey, we all should have saw the signs. They were there. <laughs> bad movie and then you surprise him with an intervention <laughs> okay let's do it guys this is completely secret right he won't hear this <laughs> no that's just is just between us and the listeners yeah. uh, i'm texting that's... him now to not listen to this so <laughs> <laughs> the chat um, can keep a secret yeah but yeah again it's not um does it make it better that yenward didn't eat them just bit them off says steve <laughs> so sure, it wasn't yeah. for nourishment. Yeah, it's it just <laughs> Yeah, because he's dipping it in ranch dressing. <laughs> well, if it were ranch dressing, that would be fine. I'd eat anything with ranch dressing on it. So fry, fry that hand. I'd eat. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'd eat a leather shoe if it had blue cheese dressing on it. I would. Well. Uh, getting away from Calvin, because, I mean, I, I can't wait till Ian's back on the show so that we can, uh, we can talk about that, because that is, that is very interesting. And I'm, I'm, 
obviously the stuff with the black hand's going to come to uh come to a head eventually and i'm wondering if i i'm 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 wondering if that's like uh like some sort of irredeemable change in a character to get the job done so to speak but that's that's yeah. interesting yeah, I'll just say that, like, even at it, I think even in the first episode of Group B, like, uh, it it was very cool to me that Calvin and Braylon both were a little bit darker than in mm-hmm. in the first arc, just after having yeah. been through everything. And everybody really who came back from um from from arc one like had a little bit of a feeling of of extra wear and tear on them, which I thought was really cool. Oh, Jameson. <laughs> Let me tell you about something coming up where there's some Arc One characters returning. You want to talk mm-hmm. darker? I, I want to talk darker. Let's talk. Uh, darker. Let's talk DCEU darker. Let's talk. Oh no! Batman kills <laughs> people Batman! with his machine gun. Yeah, <laughs> and Superman fuck breaks Batman. necks. And fuck Batman, everybody. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Batman. During the birthday, I told Jason and Jamie this, but anytime someone tells me not to do something that I want to do, I'm just going to say fuck Batman and continue doing it. I think, okay, that's, okay. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. As long as like, whatever you do is completely tone deaf. Good. <laughs> just cake for breakfast, and Jason's like, hey. And I'm like, fuck Batman. All right, fair enough. You know what? What am I going to do? Fuck Batman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, So, meanwhile, Tatiana, Braylon, and Callie are trying to rob Cherry Blossom Heaven. There's a guy named Titus Crane in town who is – it's been ruled by Group B. He's not a very good guy. (laughs) Having never (laughs) met the man, having just heard rumors on the street, he's a dick and he needs to be robbed. (laughs) For sure. We all do this. I feel like, and I love you guys, I feel like that is a group two slash group B thing of just like, hey, you know, I got all the evidence I need. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered who it was. I think if they were like, we're going to rob this guy because he's bad. And then they go on and go ahead with it. (laughs) Bad question mark? Yes. Bad enough. Bad enough. Uh, The robbery does not go as planned, though. Uh, though, uh, Tati Braylon and Callie do not get caught, they, um, there could have been a witness to the crime. So not only does Braylon still owe the hundred dollars, everyone's still stuck in town. There are dead cats everywhere. And (laughs) the, (laughs) the three, uh, the three of those guys have to basically worry about if there's someone in town who could point the finger at them. And we'll get to that. The next episode of group B. Um, does anyone in the chat have any theory and feedback, anything you want to interject, anything that you want to ask? Uh, God knows we're in a rambling mood tonight, so please go right ahead. Um, (laughs) Bree's never going to let the vampire thing go, ever. (laughs) Nope, I like vampires. Fuck you. (laughs) Did you see how I made my next character, like, completely, like, oh, I gotta help them? There was no guilt there. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, moving on. Oh, my God. Is there anything you guys want to talk about before we uh, before we wrap stuff up for the evening? Anything we didn't cover? No. Anything you're looking forward to? Dragon Con! Oh my 
<laughs> we have one more. One more extended rest before Dragon Con, and that'll be like, what? I don't even know. How many days before Dragon Con is that? Ask 34. Alexa. Ask no. Alexa. No. Ask Alexa. Alexa. How long it took? If I tell it, will that? Alexa. You're worthless. <laughs> 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 wow, what a passive aggressive response from Alexa. Talk to my boss. <laughs> Alexa, how many days until Dragon Con? Dragon Con is in 34 days. <gasps> 34 days. 34 days. Hmm. Oh, sure, it's a Dragon Con. Too. <laughs> you guys can still go. There's 34 days left. I know. That's true. true. You start walking now. You'll probably get there. Yeah, just days. charge it, man. It's credit cards. Who cares, right? Right. Yeah, I'm not allowed to have those. Oh, man. <laughs> Be more irresponsible. I don't have credit cards either. No, so. Next year. I'm already making plans for next year. I have a credit card. Uh, Dashik says, looking forward to what Maddie has to say after the fight. That's going to be an excellent episode. I apologize in advance. (laughs) Man, that's more apologies than the vampires got. Oh my gosh. I created a whole new character to make up for three. (laughs) I swear, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I get it. It's been three years. (laughs) What more do you want me to do? Uh, Susan's gonna approach my deathbed and be like, still pissed off about the vampire. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> like, I don't, like, you write me it's the will just to be like, I still disapprove. You don't get anything. I wasn't planning on getting anything. <laughs> right before I died, I bought this vampire picture for you of all the dead vampires that you killed. <laughs> A weird question. Would that be something you guys would be interested in if uh, if I ran the new Vampire the Masquerade? <gasps> yeah. Is that something just Bree is excited about? I'll or play like... all five characters. It's fine. We'll do it. <laughs> I'd play that game. Okay. I don't, know. I don't even know if I really know what that game is, but it sounds fun. Is there a party? Yes, it's 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 an RPG. Essentially, you are vampires, but you exist in the world of the living. So there's this code called the Masquerade, which basically means, hey, keep this vampire shit on the down low. So you're just trying to basically live in the world, and there's stuff that comes up, and there's there's it's just an RPG. There's stats. There's there's stuff. There's different kinds was, of vampires. I was thinking like. A, like a ball, like a masquerade party. You could That's go to that, too. That's what I paper thought the first time I ever heard it, and I was like, oh. Like paper faces on parade. <gasps> masquerade! Hide your faces that the world will never find you. Jason and I watched The Fate of the Opera. He hated it. <gasps> oh, he hated okay. it so much. There were so I... many emotions in that. <laughs> I... I love that movie. It's John's favorite movie. <laughs> Hate's a strong word. Um, <laughs> didn't deny it, though, weirdly I enough. Did, it's <laughs> just, I, it, it, I had a lot of questions, that's all. I just, I had a lot of questions. I don't know why he was voguing, Jason. Just enjoy okay. it. 
Uh, Vathrax says that their birthday is during Dragon Con. Oh. <gasps> Happy, Happy early birthday. birthday. In, a month. in 34 days or so. <laughs> Because during Dragon Con's a little big. Between yeah. 34 and 40 days. Yeah, I think it's start, that, that Friday. I think they're starting it. But, um, so, speaking of vampires, uh, we did finally catch up on Curse of Strahd. That's in our Patreon. If you go to yes. patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. Uh, episodes three and four, we caught up. Felt bad about last month. But we, we you know, uh, you guys are almost done with that house. Like, I was gonna say we're not almost done with Strahd. Oh no, God, gosh! No. Yeah, no. Oh man. Oh, I am loving. I'm loving it so much. And that was my hesitation earlier when I was like, I play Elrath, uh-huh. <laughs> and I almost thought it to be like and Grace, and then I'm like, nope, nope. We're just talking about Elrath today. So <laughs> yeah. Though technically, That's... Strahd did air in the feed this month. So like, true. Yes. So yeah. kind That's of. True. I also play Tempest. Hi. Hi. Uh, for, <laughs> for anybody who's checking out uh, Strahd, what are you guys thinking of it? Are we doing a good job? Are we doing a bad job? Uh, let us know. Give us your feedback. Also, uh, last thing I'm going to say before we get ready and get off the air. Tomorrow, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have a stream and talk all about the setting book, what we've gotten done so far, what we're planning on doing. And we want you guys to show up. We want suggestions. We want to talk about this as candidly as possible so that we kind of nail this. We want to get it as close to perfect as possible. And uh, we'll talk timetables and what we want in there and uh, tables you roll on and all that good stuff. This is going to do nothing to help any of you who are listening to this on Monday, though. You missed it. Yeah, you missed it. But you got to pay attention to our Twitter and our Facebook. If you go to Twitter and Facebook and follow us. And uh, thank you all for your email. And then you turn into Mickey Mouse. (laughs) It's up really high. Also, um, (laughs) through some chicanery, we are number three on iTunes. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) We cracked the code. Good use of the word chicanery. Thank you. You don't get to use that so so often. Uh, But thank you all for your reviews, because that shit helps. We've almost cracked 700 reviews on iTunes. Nice. That's a shitload of reviews. So I'm going to stop plugging stuff. We're going to get ready and get out of here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And we... Oh, don't forget the new wiki. wiki. It hasn't quite public yet, but uh, it will be soon. Uh, So keep an eye on the website, uh, dandrpodcast.com. And uh, there will be a new wiki by the end of the month, it looks like, uh, live and switched over, because uh, our old wiki is dead, gone, going ah. away. And the new wiki looks awesome. There is a whole team. I thanked everybody on Discord who worked on that, because, uh, Christ, that's a big job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next month with a brand new extended rest. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.